Great. Um, first and foremost, welcome to your interview. I wonder if you're going to get the job, but um, I think everyone's going to get the job. So every year, uh, before I get into the sermon, every year we, as a family, we take responsibility um, as a family to um, serve on Sunday. I know other churches, you just come and, and you consume and you go. Oh, straight up. Um, but it's not like that. If I find out here, we just we want to do things together. Uh, part of it is owning what we have. We'll be blessed with this amazing building um, that we're going to pay the mortgage off soon. Hey, Alan, we're going to work towards it. Yeah, brother. Yeah, Alan's one of the trustees, so well, we just got this inside joke. We're working towards paying off our debt because there is a debt on this building, uh, $300,000 on this building. The building is worth $1.8 million. Million dollars. Okay. But the thing is that this is our house, and we need to look after our place. And the reason why um, I'm, I was quite open with this stuff is that we own this, and we need to be responsible for it. So part of that is a simple activity that we do on Sunday. As you'll probably notice over the last few weeks, you've gone to the kitchen, and you're probably going, looking forward to that nice coffee, cup of tea, to sit down and fellowship. And then you get there, and you go, where's the stuff? Who is serving today? Have you noticed that? He's been like that when you're going into the kitchen and there's no food or there's no, yeah, I know. And you go in the car and you hit your head on the, the, the driver. Um, but then um, it's important, long story short, um, part of that is actually uh, because we haven't actually put together a whānau roster, which is our kitchen roster. Okay, this little thing here. All we're doing is actually you just select three Sundays in the whole year. If everyone does three Sundays in the whole year, um, we'll be sorted. Pretty straightforward, eh? Um, but that requires you to show up. Now, you don't want, the Bible calls it haughty eyes. Uh, today, we call it evils. Okay? Now, you don't want evils when people walk in and you go, looking at you, you go, I'm sure you were on my team last week and you didn't show up. Okay? Who's had that at church, you know? So in whānau, who knows in family, sometimes that happens. But that's right, we talk it through. All right? But also, at the same time, when you write your name down, it's your responsibility to show up and actually serve on a day. And it's pretty much setting up the cups, uh, tea and coffee, and also bringing along. Now, this is what we've done before. Some people compare themselves to a person like Simon. Now, look at Simon and what Simon makes. Simon makes like a gourmet meal. Okay. Now, some of you are thinking, I can only do crackers. Dean, just do crackers. Okay. Maybe something with the crackers. But the thing is that don't compare yourselves. As a team, on the Sunday you have, just bring something light. It's light. We're not feeding the whole world. Okay? Something, it's a morning tea. We're having it together, a cup of tea. And remember, it's, it's actually just to break up um, for our time of fellowship after service. Okay? So uh, in saying that, I'm going to hand this around. Now, you could easily go, grab it like this, and then go, oh, praise the Lord, Joseph. Praise the Lord. I hope someone fills that paper in. Okay. Now, in our family, it's praise the Lord, write your name down, then pass it on. Okay. If you're unsure on the time or the, the date you can do, because you've got to check your diaries um, with other family members or you've got activities, that's fine. This paper's going to be here for this week and next week. Cool. But we do need a team for next week because I know people will kind of come and complain about not being in their teas and coffees. Okay. And we get everyone serving, okay? So even our teenagers, we get them to serve as well. So we'll start over here. Give a hand for Brett. He's going to start off. Come on, give a hand for Brett. Well done, Brett. You're the man, Brett. Get it done, Brett. Write it without a pen. Write it without a pen. Wonderful. 
Okay, let's uh, turn our Bibles this morning to First uh, Timothy. Now, this morning's sermon is called um, Lift. Probably wondering why Lift. Lift stands for living in faith together. So, First Timothy. Uh, verse 4, oh, chapter 4, sorry, chapter 4, verse 6, who's found it? Who's on there? First Timothy, chapter 4, verse 6. Hands up if you found it. Wonderful. Lee, do you want to read for us? If you point these things out to the brothers... You will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, brought up in the truths of the faith and of good teaching that you have followed. Cool. Open your Bibles to, if you turn to the next scripture, which is 2 Timothy 3, 5. We found it. Hands up. Cool. Nancy, do you want to read it for us? You read, read. Um. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Thank you. You're probably wondering what it's all about. So one one starts it off, and then one ends it off. Right in the middle of that whole um, scripture is this whole scripture of actually training yourself up in godliness. You're probably wondering what that's all about. It talks about how no physical activity is good, but training up in godliness is even better. Who here goes to the gym? Hands up. Who here? Hands up. Lift your hand up. Fantastic. Who here um, goes more than once a day? Who, who goes here more than once a week? Who goes maybe three times a week? Wonderful. Four times a week? Five times a week? Six times a week? Cool. I know Mama Cows does. Okay. But the thing is that, why do we go to the gym? Hands up. This is a Q&A. Why do we go to the gym? Kels, why do you go to the gym? Stay fit and stay healthy? Nancy, why do you go to the gym? Strengthen your body. Awesome. Release today? Nice. Yep, why do you go to the gym? Get stronger? Nice. So these, the physical side, so we look at this. Um, in life, we are made, we spoke about this before, we are a tribe being made of body, soul, and um, mind, body, and soul. And so the, the actual physical side of life, we need to look after. Amen? Who wants to make sure that their physical lasts for a long time? Hands up. So you obviously need to do something about that. Amen? Pretty straightforward, eh? I know this, is not, this is not like a test or anything. I'm not going to give out prizes or not give you anything else. But I'm, all I'm saying is starting a discussion about it. Because the more we can think about this, the more how, how important it is to 
to actually train up in godliness and not hang out with people who are ungodly or actually work in other ways. So I'll explain this. So physical side, you go to the gym. Cool. So already there's a place for your progress. Amen? Now who here has not been to the gym for a while, but they'd be thinking about going to the gym? Hands up. Wonderful. Great. That's, that's great. You've been thinking about it. Now, what's the difference between intention and action? You're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, and you, you intend to do it. <laughs> and you, you actually action it out. The difference is you're thinking about it, and then the other side is you're doing it. So when we see the scripture in First Timothy and also Second Timothy, read both books. It's actually very good for us to actually learn from this because it talks about how, to, how we speak, how we live our lives, how we carry ourselves, our character, all this stuff that comes from there. And this is Paul talking to his um, spiritual son, Timothy. And we, look, we think about the physical side and we say, okay, then that's the gym. I want to go to the gym um, and get fitter, stronger, progress. The thing is this, if you don't go to the gym, Lydia, what happens when you don't go to the gym for a while? And Lyd can answer for this. <laughs> yeah, you go, keep on going. You go back to the gym, it's almost like you're starting all over again. And there's a, there's a method to our madness. So there's a reason why we're talking about this. Okay, so there's a place for your progress physically. Okay, let's be honest. Some of us, we always have this intention of exercising or going to the gym and that. That's, that's cool. I have that a lot of times. Um, half of the 50% I, I'd actually action. But I'm glad that my 50% this, this year is way better than my 50% last year. That doesn't make sense, but hey, carry on. But the thing is that physical, uh, your physical well-being is important to you. I mean, God says this whole thing of a physical is, is good, but godliness is better. So when he talks about being physical, it actually talks about actually being action, actioning, actioning what you're thinking, actually doing something about your physical health. But also, the most important part of it is actually doing something about your walk or your Christ-likeness. Or in the Bible, they translate it as godliness. So there's a place for your progress. The gym, for many of you, is a place for your progress. The reason why I say that is that at home, you can have the thought of exercising, but not do anything because there's no one around you <laughs> to keep you accountable. Isn't that true? So you can get home and go, I didn't, I'm going to go to the gym. Like all day you're telling your friends, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, I'm excited to get in the gym. Yeah, yeah, here the gym. And then when you get home, you're like, I, I don't feel like going to the gym. I just don't feel. Because there's no one there to keep you accountable. Isn't that true? And then you kind of, settle into that thinking and you walk out your life thinking like that. So that's a physical side. The thing is that the gym keeps you accountable. Amen? When people see you at the gym, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. Oh, you still come to our gym? Are you still a member? That's what I hear. Oh, you still part of us? Okay, the thing is that when you go there, the reality for you is that Everyone else has progressed on, but you're still in the same place. So everyone else has moved on, but you're still in the same place. So even though you come back and you think, oh, 
I've, I've actually come into a place where I feel weaker and you've got to get your fitness back up and all that stuff. Actually, the thing is that a lot of, when you look around, a lot of people have actually moved forward because they're progressing forward. Cool. Now let's move to um, restaurants. Who likes going out to restaurants? <laughs> Some of your hands. Natasha, I've never seen your hands so right. Amen, brother, preach it. But why do you go to restaurants, Natasha? Eat good food. And so when you go out with an um, example for friends and that, what does that do for you? Uh, with your friends, like you hang out with friends at a restaurant, what does it do for you? Awesome. Who likes going out with family and friends to a restaurant? Who loves the idea that Christmas time and someone says, let's just do a restaurant this year. Who gets excited about that? Because you don't have to do dishes and all that stuff. So who here loves going out to restaurants? Hands up. Why do you do that? Shout it out. Don't have to cook? Yep. But cheaper. <laughs> Depends on which restaurant you go to. Eh? <laughs> nice to <TV>. be <laughs> But the whole thing about going out is social. Let's be honest. It's social. You just want to connect with your friends. But you don't want to do it at home. Have you noticed that? When your friends say, just come around. He goes, nah, let's go out. Who's got friends that say that all the time? Come around to my place. Nah, let's just go out. Why? Because it's less hassle and they want to take the pressure off you and they just want to fellowship and just hang out. Our Christian word is fellowship. The world's word is socialize. So you just want to hang out and just be friends because it's good for the soul. <laughs> body and soul that's why you gotta yeah, balance it out being in a restaurant and being at the gym so there's a place for your progress socially at a restaurant or if you've been to one of Ellen and Tasha's uh, nice meals they set up in their backyard for people it's a beautiful setup you go there and sit down if you haven't been invited I'm sure you're going to be invited like in the next 25 years I just but remember, don't hold your hope up, okay? Because <laughs> they're very busy. But at the same time, it's great when you get invited out and you actually go and dine out with friends because you know from there you're actually getting filled up. Cool? If you stay at home, you can't do that. So there, a restaurant is a place for your progress. A gym is a place for your progress physically. And a restaurant or going out with friends is a place for you to progress socially. Cool? Straightforward, eh? Is this simple? So I try to make it simple for me. So hopefully it's, this is simple for you because it's simple for me. This is awesome because it actually makes me think clearer. Um, but the thing is that there's another area of your life. Who here has studied? Who here has gone to school? Most of us have. Hands up. Great. Who's gone on to study at university level? Hands up. Wonderful. Josie, why did you go to school? Why did you go to university? Did you agree? And you couldn't do that anywhere else. Cool. Anyone else studying? Who's studying at the moment? Cows, why, why do you go to, obviously there's a place that you need to go to, to study. Why do you do that? For the education. Nice. So there's places in the education that, and this is why truancy is a big thing in New Zealand. People don't like to go to get educated. They'd rather go and socialize. But the thing is that, it's important to understand there's a place for your progress when it comes to education as well or your mental capacity. So to grow that, 
um, for our boys, you no, know, we could have um, gone down another pathway, but we decided to send them to school because there are things at the school that can actually teach them more than what we could do. I don't know anything about physics. I can't teach it. But for them to grow in their capacity, they need to go to somewhere else. So we have a place for our progress, which is the gym and the physical. We have a place for our progress socially, which is restaurants or just having family outings or just going together and just hanging out and having a picnic somewhere. That's for you socially. We have a place where you can progress mentally, which is a university, um, school. So there's a place for that. That's why they've created all these places, so you can go and actually be educated. Why? Because the actual, when you get there, you're progressing because there are people there that can teach you more. And you become an apprentice, you learn much, um, a lot more. And then I put a challenge out to um, some people on, on, on social media. And it was this, where do you go spiritually to get spiritual progress? church and I've had many friends over the years and this is where it will get challenging for some of us some friends over the years have told me well I don't need church because I've got Jesus who's heard that I'm still here I've got some good friends who are amazing Christians they're still, and they say that well I've got Christ and that's all I need actually it's like going through uh, and I don't want to belittle this but it's like going for a drive through and getting a combo and you only get the drink Jesus is a combo deal. He comes with the church. You can't have the church without Jesus, and you can't have Jesus without the church. Why? Because Jesus is the head of the church. And if you take the head of the church away from the church, all, you got, all you're looking at is a, a dead man walking without a head. Or you can just have a, a severed head walking around, and you're only focusing your life on Christ without actually having the, the beauty of the body of Christ to form and mold you. Now, why do we have church? And we can have many theological discussions. We can debate this all we want. One of the beauties about local church, I, th I think of three things, and we can write this down, is number one, accountability. Like you go to the gym, it keeps you accountable. When your friends see you and they go, man, I haven't seen you for a while, but get back into it. Get onto it. You know, you're stronger than you think. When you go out with your friends, you're socializing, you're talking about life, Someone brings up an issue about maybe marriage or parenting, and you go, hey, let's talk about it. No, Why? It actually, it's good for the soul. These are talking, you're socializing. There's a place of progress there. When you talk about education, you get challenged to educate yourself more. Josie could have just stayed where she was, but she wanted to further her capacity of her mental status and actually increase that and go further. Cool? So church. We have a lot of people that have a whole thing about being truant at church. A lot of people love wagging church. And all of, all of, this is going to be, uh, this will cut deep with some of you. And I pray it does. Because one of my biggest things, my fears is that if I don't tell you, you're going to say that, oh man, we can just do anything you want. No, no. What I'm challenging you with, like I would do with my own kids, is that you, there's, a, there's, a, there's accountability that comes and the, with the fellowship that you need to understand. Like gym, like socializing, like educating yourself, there's a place for your progress. And that's called the church. So if you want to grow spiritually, this is the challenge. You've got to be part of a local church. 
And whether you're here and you're thinking, I want to make this my local church. Many of you are making this their local church. But if it's not your local church, you've got to get connected somewhere. I've met some of my mates who don't fellowship anywhere. And do you know what? They share the same stories they had from 10 years ago. They have no new testimonies. They're still stuck on theological debates from 10 years ago because there's no debating or actually uh, having this environment where you can actually talk to your fellow brother and bounce things off. That's what you do in church. You don't do it on social media. You don't do it via YouTube clips. I had one this morning, uh, last night, and I had to just answer one. But the thing is that it's important for us to do life together. It is so important. We used this phrase last year so many times, but I don't think we get it yet. Once we get it, I think we'll be blown away with what God can do in and through us because we're getting sharper. We said, hey, waka e You know, we're on this waka together. We're on this canoe together. We're doing life together. It is so important for us to do fellowship together every Sunday. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Joe, you're harsh, man. You're a harsh man, Joe. Because, no, how about my family holidays? How about my family time? Yeah, you can still do that. But I'm saying if the percentage of you being away from your whānau here, from your place of progress, is more, if you're out more than in, and you're wondering why, man, why are they praying harder? Why are they praying stronger? Why are they going leaps and bounds in Christ? It's because their progress has moved forward. Do you understand what I mean? So I know some of you are getting challenged. Oh, you, you can't lock us into church. It's not, this is not, this is not, a, this is not a club. This is a family. And if I look around and I see a family member missing, I would be worried. Hello? If, if Wilfred and Tammy sat down at their dining room table and sat there and, and Tristan came to eat at the table and they go, where's, where's Timon? Where, where's our boy? As parents, wouldn't they care that some of their, one of their family members is missing? Hello? Now, if you think of it as a parent, and this is me with six kids and a beautiful wife, if I sat at the table, even though I've got, a, I've, even though I've got six kids, I would know that someone is missing. And you, sit around, and you, you think that we don't care when you're not here. We're praying, we're crying, we're, we're trusting God for you. And we are so for you, just like God is. But I do get a heart sore when I don't see you. Not because we want a membership, not because we're family. And if I didn't love you enough to say, where you been? Or like I did with a few people this week, when the guests, haven't, you, haven't seen you around, I'm missing you. I love you. And that's honest. That's not fake it to make it. That's honesty. I actually do love you. Do you know that? As a pastor, I'm the only one in this room, and Rob as well, we, all of us are accountable for our own lives. Isn't that right? Before God. When you're ordained as an elder or pastor in a church, you're actually ordained into authority over the people you look after. So we're not just concerned about our well-being on our families. We're concerned about everyone. Why? Because we have to stand before God in the judgment seat. And we, we stand before him, and the judgment said, what, give an account for this person. Give an account for Peter. Give an account for Brett. 
that's big. That's heavy stuff, eh? And, 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 and people don't understand that I take that seriously because I love you. I love Louise as a sister. Josie as a sister. I love Lydia more than a sister. I love Brett as my brother. But the beauty of this is that we're whānau. We do this together. And if, if now there'll be times where I come and I say, man, I'm missing you. And I deeply mean that. And I know some of you in this room have heard that from me already. And some of you have just come back this week. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to play a bagpipe and make some noise around that. What I'm going to say is this, that I do love you and I care about you. And just like if Tammy and Wilfred were at the table, I'm like at the table of this whānau thinking, where's, where's, um, if you understand what I mean, I'm missing them. But the thing is that as a family, we're in this together. So you should be feeling the same way for your brothers and your sisters around you. I have to give an account to God one day for everyone here. But what we could do together is actually make sure that everyone here, their place of progress in this church is moving forward. And we have to be progressing forward. So when new people come into our whānau, at least then they know that this is us. We're not going to stay stagnant. We're actually moving forward, a place of progress. Cool? Um, the reason why I say this is because um, I was just going to give it to some points, but I just feel, feel to share from my heart just for a minute. Um, I, am, I am deeply in love with what God is doing here in Afano. The other week, I had the privilege of meeting up with Adam Frost, who is the pastor from Elam Papakura, a beautiful young man. He's uh, 32. Uh, they've just taken the leadership of Papakura Elam. Um, God's doing amazing things. Next week is their birthday, um, as one year. Um, as a church, we're going to send them from flowers and celebrate them. Okay? What we need to do, and I really felt a conviction is to say this, we need to celebrate the churches in our community. We're not here to compete with anyone. Hello? And if, if honestly, if, we, if I see anything on social media that, that bags other churches, I'm, I'm, I'm going to directly challenge you on that. Why? Because this is the body of Christ. And, and the place of progress where we're at, that we can encourage our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I sat down with that young man, and I was, I was actually horrified by what he was saying about not being welcomed. And I thought to myself, what are we doing? What are we doing? We've become so sick as a church that we've forgotten about our brothers and sisters. So I want to encourage us, pray for them. Our first prayer meeting is this Wednesday coming up. There was one announcement. Our first prayer meeting is this Wednesday. Sorry about that. Rob, I forgot to communicate with you. It's this Wednesday. What we're going to do is actually focus on the churches of Papakura. We're going to pray for the Methodists down the road. We're going to pray for Anglican. We'll pray for the Prezies. There's, I don't know if you know, there's two Prezi churches in Papakura. We've got 21 churches in Papakura. 21 churches! What, but, what, 90... Five, I think it's 95% of our population are still unchurched. And then we complain about someone else coming in our neck of the woods, claiming like we're entitled to something. We're entitled to nothing. All we have to do is actually work together and celebrate each other and pray for one another. And I'm deep about this because I feel like this is a big move for us as a church to continue to do this and bring unity around what God can do through us and our churches in Papakura. 21 churches 
21 churches. That's a lot of churches, eh? So what I want us to do is you find out wherever the churches are um, in the area that you know of and pray for them. Put them on a list and pray for them. What we're going to do in our first prayer meeting is pray for all the churches in Papakura. Amen? What I want you to also do is actually speak well of them. What I heard from this young pastor is that he, he was the new guy on the block. That's what they said about him. I'm not going to name the names of the group, but they said, new, new guy on the guy, you're here to steal our sheep. That, that was the phrase. And I'm saying it out loud right now because um, you're not my sheep, you're God's sheep. <laughs> and I'm still God's sheep as well. So you belong to God. You're not owned by anyone else. So at the end of the day, we need to celebrate the churches in Papakura, 21 of them. And if God brings more, praise God because we've got a whole city and region to win for Christ. Amen? So let's celebrate the churches around here. Um, but while, when you're part of this local church here, when you're part of this local church here, celebrate each other. If you see someone is missing, call them up and say, hey, I miss you. I'm praying for you. Don't call them up and go, I miss you. I've noticed you've been away from church for like 45 days. I haven't been counting on anything, but I've just noticed that. I've taken the photo of your empty seat. Don't, don't do that, okay? That's really discouraging, okay? But what you need to do is say, affirm them by saying, you know, I'm here for you. Or go and visit them. That's what Fano do. I was going to go deep with some other stuff, but um, I just want to speak about um, next week. And then um, that's us. We're going to pray together. Cool? So place of progress. So if you're part of the local church, get involved, take ownership. Um, take your ownership as part of that, writing your name down, you'll be part of the, the roster there. But also, we can't be a clique. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? We cannot be a clique. Does anyone know what a clique is? <laughs> Make a clique. Okay. A clique is a, a group of people that you actually are more, it's like going to high school when you have the, the cool kids in the corner. All the, um, all the sporty kids will hang out. Yeah, all the sporty ones over here. But if you've got a click, that means it's not helpful for growth and also not helpful for welcoming people in. If you see someone new, like we have this morning, welcome them in. Have a conversation with them. Make them part of the whānau. And the beauty about it is that actually all of us are still getting to know each other. Um. I've got my brother here, Kyle. I love you, bro. I love you, man. Honestly, bro, I love you. I'm here for you, man. We've got to do life better together, okay? And when I mean better, it's not just a catchphrase, but do life better. No, we are here for each other. And it's not just via text. It's actually going in there, embracing. And we can get all mushy-mushy, but that's all part of life and doing life together. It's all good. If we cry, all good. If we celebrate, all good. It's all part of doing life together. Amen. So important, next week is our launch of our new name. Uh, our leaders after this are going to have uh, a release of that. But uh, next week we get to have a launch party. Um, so next week, what I want you to do is come on time next week, and we're just going to have a celebration. Just thanking God for what He has done, and just thanking Him for what He's going to do in the near future. The whole, whole service is just going to be a celebration, pretty much a party. Okay? So um, I was going to have this very cool um, illustration, but uh, I'm not going to use it um, because I want us to understand that living in faith together means that 
sacrifice is important, and also doing things for one another um, beyond our normal is important. So doing life together is not, is not convenient. Who knows that? Who knows now that Sunday is not convenient because there's like sports games, you know, there's like UFC, oh, UFC is, I'm a fan of UFC, so sorry, please forgive me, okay, please forgive me. But it's important to make this a priority. Uh, I'm going to speak about this next week, but I want to challenge every family to go home and prioritize with their kids, if you have children, or with their spouses, or with yourself, prioritize what is really important in your life. If you write a list, and you can write down straight away what that list is, work out, okay, what is priority? I want to ask you to make fellowship gathering together on top of that list. Because if you want to progress, it has to be at the top of that list. Obviously, your relationship with Christ, but making that time of fellowship a priority on your list for this year and the years to come. Why? Because we want to progress. We want to move forward together. Is that cool? Let's all stand. Can I ask um, all the men if you can get into groups of three or four? And all the ladies if you can get into groups of three or four. And what you're going to do in your groups is actually ask each individual um, if they have any specific prayer needs. And you're going to spend some time. We're going to spend the next, say, 10, 10 minutes praying for each other, okay, in total. All right? So the men, you're going to pray together. And all the ladies can pray together. So once you have a three or four people with you, you go for it. Ask everyone.